0: wait it's valentine's day oh shit i'll have to i'll have to remind my husband oh does this mean i gotta suck dick tonight oh fuck i'm not gonna tell him happy Happy valentine's Valentine's Day. day
1: Welcome back, lovers, to the 79.3 Heartbeat FM All Request Line, where you bring the heart and we play the beat. (laughs) We have a caller on the line, Nicole. What soulful song can we play for you tonight?
0: Oh my god, it's DJ Lovesick. (laughs) I want to dedicate this song. Let's get married jagged edge to my boy johnny (laughs) baby valentine's day is just around the corner i know he's only been dating for like four months but it just feels right you know oh
1: (laughs) i don't know what johnny's doing but he's doing it right (laughs) all right i'll see if i can find that little ditty for you in the meantime we got rochelle on the line rochelle baby girl what can i play for you tonight
0: Irreplaceable by b- 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 Beyonce and dedicated to Ryan. He's broken my heart for the last time. This is gonna be the worst Valentine's Day ever.
1: <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> sounds like somebody needs to give her a hug and a bucket of hug and does. Am I right? <laughs> Anyways, our next caller on the line is Allison. Allison, how can I help you? DJ lovesick. More like DJ Dipstick Oh boy Yeah, that's right This isn't Allison, this is Alexis I went through your phone last night, babe And I saw all the people Okay, that's enough for tonight Let's get to the music, shall we? (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks for tuning in to 79.3 Heartbreak I mean, Heartbeat FM
0: Oh man, and I was just about to call in And request a Michael Bolton song (laughs) La, 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 Hello and welcome to a super gushy, warm and fuzzy episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jana Marie. Today is an episode I'm so excited for because I finally get to tell you... All about one of my past brides. It's a story I've had kind of tucked away in my back pocket, just waiting for the right moment. I figured that this would be the perfect time to tell you all about how she found love and why I consider this one of my favorite love stories of all time. So forget about Romeo and Juliet, Jack and Rose, or Ariel and Eric, because today I'm going to be telling you all about the love story of Yasmin and Rob. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated
1: to helping you navigate life hurdles with your head held high we're celebrating wins learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way <laughs> now here's
0: your favorite hype woman Jana marie Jana marie Just because I've had bad luck in love doesn't mean I'm all humbug about Valentine's Day. I mean, I do think it's a pretty strange celebration. It's one of those things where depending on what your relationship status is, it's kind of how you feel about the day. Like, for example, if you're newly in love, you're probably excited about it. If you're single, you most likely hate it. And if you're in a long-term relationship, you're probably preparing yourself for disappointment. And if you haven't, then you probably should. (laughs) It's different for everyone and different every year, depending on what's going on in your life. But one thing's for sure, even though it's just a made up holiday, it definitely points a spotlight on your relationship status. It's funny because for me, I kind of like I want someone to do something for me, but I really don't want it to be basic. And Valentine's Day just tends to be so corny and basic. Like if you got me nothing, right? Right. I'd be totally pissed off. But if he got me red roses, I would think he was unoriginal. (laughs) I remember one year, my first husband bought me these big chocolate letters from Laura Secord. So they were fancy, expensive chocolate and everything. They spelled out the words, I love you, but they were spelled I-L-U-V and then just the letter U. And for some reason, I was super bothered that it wasn't spelled L-O-V-E. I opened it and I was like, love you like, what am I, your buddy? This isn't romantic. (laughs) And he was like, I'm sorry, all the O's were sold out. I guess that's the downside of doing basic things at the same time as everyone else. (laughs) One thing that really bugs me are these guys who like to say things like, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. It's a made up holiday. Yes, it's a made up opportunity to be affectionate with someone you love. Why are you making excuses not to be sweet? Or, of course, there's also those guys who say, I don't need Hallmark to tell me when to be romantic. All right, Casanova, so what are you doing the rest of the year? Are you buying the flowers? Are you doing the sweet things? Because if not, then you know what? Maybe you just need to celebrate Valentine's Day. One thing I love about being a bridal hair and makeup artist is that I get to hear love stories for a living. I ask every single one of the engaged women in my chair where she met her person. And after 18 years of research, honey, I've I've got got the tea. tea. The traditional advice that you'll hear online is that grocery stores are good places to find love. Well, I call bullshit on that because in the 18 years of doing between 50 to 200 weddings a year, I've never, never, ever, ever, ever ever. heard a story that started with, well, both of us went for the same head of broccoli and the rest was history. Back in the day, I heard that suggestion. So there were nights when I'd be maybe all dressed up and perhaps like the date didn't go well or whatever. And I knew that I needed more eyes on me. It's like, I look too good for this to be a waste. So I would go do laps around the grocery store. Yeah. Unfortunately, I never had any luck. But now that I think of it, it's probably because the majority of men who are in a grocery store alone are picking up something for their wives. Huh. Maybe I should have got a part-time job delivering pizza instead. (laughs) Anyways, according to my very scientific research, here are the top ways to meet someone. And I'm going to start with the most popular because it's pretty obvious. So number one is online it's probably a tie between tinder and bumble now when i first started doing makeup people were so embarrassed to admit that they met their person online dating but now it seems like it's just mainstream it's really normal in fact lots of parents actually ask their kids to go on it The way I see it is, it doesn't matter how you found your person, whatever it was, it worked. Like, I love those people who will say something like, oh, I'd never date someone I met in a nightclub. Why? You're there. There might be other great people there just like yourself. Number two, through friends. This one is obvious, but also I kind of think that this is the go to when someone actually met someone online and doesn't want to admit it. (laughs) Number three high school. I love hearing stories of high school sweethearts or couples who met in high school and reconnected later. In fact, one of my couples this past summer shot some of their wedding photos at their old high school lockers, which was just so cute. It's disgusting. (laughs) Now, one that might surprise you, the one that I've heard a lot is at Halloween parties. Yes, it's so true. So my cautionary tale to you is be careful what you dress up as because you truly never know if that costume is going to be in the love story that you tell your grandkids in the future. Can you imagine? Yeah, we met at a Halloween party. Your grandpa was dressed as a tampon and I was a slutty nurse. I think Halloween works because typically when we go out to party, we tend to stick to our little circle of friends. But when you're in a costume, your inhibitions come down a little. You talk to other people and you have an icebreaker. You can comment on how they're dressed. So I think there's like an immediate opening line I don't know. It just seems to work because I've heard it quite a bit. Number five, a co-ed sports league. What a fabulous place to meet like-minded people. If you're active and social and love the outdoors, join a co-ed volleyball team and see who you meet. I've heard plenty of stories of couples who met playing soccer, rec league baseball, or doing CrossFit. Since it's Valentine's Day, I figured this would be the perfect time to stop treating love like a broke guy on Tinder and really give it a chance to shine. I've heard so many stories that show me that despite living in a climate where people seem to want to keep their options open and live by a quantity over quality kind of mentality, there is actually hope for love. Once I heard a story of a young boy seeing a girl on the playground in grade six. He told his friends that that was the girl he was going to marry. And he did. I, I did, did their wedding. wedding. I also know of a couple where the man fell in love with a woman who'd been married before and his family didn't approve of the marriage. So in order to try and stop them, his parents threatened to take him out of the family business, out of the will, and even bought flights to be in India at the time of his wedding. But he did it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't even get a guy to text me back. (laughs) I'm going to be telling you the love story of someone who's very important to me. She's also a BLE bestie, Miss Yasiman. I'll tell you one thing. Of all of the love stories I've ever heard, hers is by far my favorite. I wanted to have her on the show, but she's a little bit shy and said that I could probably tell her story better. So, we did an over the phone interview where I got all the juicy behind the scene details that I didn't know before. Then, I carefully crafted them into the story that I'm about to tell you today. So, before I go any further, you do need to know one thing about her Yasmin is a sassy, silly, playful, and very sarcastic person who's been through so much. But it hasn't taken away her sense of humor. There are jokes that I'm going to tell in this episode that were exactly her words. And I want this story to represent her as good as I can. Okay, so now it's time to light some candles, grab a box of tissue, because today's love story is bound to have you saying boo hoo. But for all of the right reasons, of course. The first time I met Yasmin, it was for her bridal hair and makeup trial. It kind of felt like we knew each other already because her mom worked in the wedding industry as a florist, so I'd actually met her family before. Yasmin is one of a kind, all on her own, but one thing that made her stand out to me right away was that she was in a wheelchair. I'd never done makeup for anyone in a wheelchair before, but the more time I spent with her, the less I noticed the chair. Sure, it was a little bit tricky for me to lean over the wheels or to see her face properly because of how she kind of has to hunch over while she's seated. But I was so enchanted by her personality that all of that faded away after a while. She's so sweet and so sassy, so we got along great. She told me all about how she'd had her hair and makeup done badly before and she never wanted to look like that again. And I was determined to do my best to have her feeling fabulous. Thankfully, she loved what I did, and after the trial, it felt like I'd made a new friend. So, to be completely honest with you, the first time we worked together, I never really discussed her being differently abled. I was probably too afraid to offend her, so I didn't really mention it at all. But by the second time we worked together it came up. I don't remember how or what was said, but Yasmin mentioned GF Strong, the spinal rehabilitation center. And I had some experience in that place myself because in high school, my sister's boyfriend was in a bad car accident on grad night and had to be airlifted there. My sister spent months in that hospital by his side, helping him learn how to adjust to his new life as a paraplegic. And I went there to visit them. So I was glad that I could have something in common with Yasemin, you know, in regards to this. So I told my sister's story to her and immediately she goes, wait, was she a really beautiful blonde? Was she with a really miserable guy? And I said, yeah. She goes, I I know know her. her. We We called her Angel. They were in the room right next to me. What a small, small world. Here she is in the hospital at the same time as my sister, saw what she was going through and remembered how kind and patient she was with her then boyfriend and all the other patients. I love that everyone called my sister Angel because I see her as that way too. Anyways, since her wedding, Yasmin and I have done a pretty good job of staying in touch. She's always held a special place in my heart. I've done her hair and makeup for all kinds of photo shoots and events, and she even attended my wedding. Since releasing Big Lash Energy, she's been a major supporter, listening every week, making funny memes for us to post with each episode, and she's even bought the hoodie. It's actually no surprise at all that she's such a dedicated fan of this show because I've made Big Lash Energy for women exactly like her. She really does represent B.L.E. in every way, shape, and form. So now, it's a pleasure for me to share the rest of her story, the one I consider my favorite love story of all time, with her blessing, of course. Are you ready for this? So our story starts in Iran. That's where Yasmin grew up. She was social, social, active, going to university, and dating someone she'd been with for two years. At this point in time, she had full mobility, she knew where her future was going, what she was going to do for work, and who she was going to be with. One day, a group of her friends decided they were going to skip class and go skiing instead. The group drove up in two cars and spent the day on the slopes. She sat on the passenger side on the trip home, laughing and joking around with her friends, but at some point, the driver decided it would be fun to race the other car. It was a good time until the vehicles lost control and rolled off the highway into a valley that was 10 meters deep. It was a complete disaster. The girl who'd been sitting behind Yasmin wasn't wearing her seatbelt and her body was thrown over Yasmin. After what was the most terrifying few seconds of her life, Yasmin laid there, realizing what had just happened and told herself, okay, this is where I die. She closed her eyes. Eventually, her friends started figuring out how they could get out of the car, and Yasmin went to do the same, but as soon as she tried, she realized she couldn't move. Her boyfriend, who'd been in the other car, ran to try and pull her out, but she screamed, My neck! My neck is hurting! Leave me alone! Eventually, the paramedics came, took her to the hospital where they cared for her injuries, and sent her home in a wheelchair. It was basic, not fitted to her body, so she couldn't use her arms since she needed to balance herself to stay up. She wasn't given any advice on how to live in a wheelchair or what to do at all. Now, this once very independent woman could do nothing for herself. She felt like a burden to her family. With no explanation as to what was happening or how long she was going to be injured, they were simply told to wait. Wait for a miracle. Wait for her to heal. But in the meantime, she had to rely on her family for absolutely everything. At the time, she couldn't move her legs, but her parents had been told there was a chance she was going to be fine eventually, so they researched doctors who could help, alternative therapies, anything to help their little girl walk again. I've met her parents. They're the sweetest, most loving humans. I'm sure they would have done anything for her. But if that wasn't bad enough, amidst all the pain and confusion, she never heard from her boyfriend again at all. He never checked on her, never visited her in the hospital, Nothing. Nothing. He just ghosted her with no explanation. After two years of being together, he bounced at the hardest time of her life. A mutual friend of theirs asked him why he never went to visit her, and he said, I didn't sign up for that. Once he'd found out how serious her injuries were, he peaced out. I've always felt I could relate to Yasmin's heartbreak in a way, because I had someone leave me at my hardest time as well, and honestly, sometimes... That feels worse than the pain itself. When someone you would have done anything for walks away when you need the most, it's a really hard thing to recover from. Well, after seven months of sitting around waiting to heal, Yasmin and her family finally received some incredible news. The Canadian visas that they'd applied for before the accident had even happened had been approved. What a relief. They packed up and they got ready to start a new life in the country that they'd always dreamed of living in. Of course, they never knew when they initially applied what a blessing this would end up being. What a lifesaver the Canadian medical system was going to be to their situation. Once arriving in Canada, it took about three months to get their health care cards approved. And of course, as I mentioned, Yasselman eventually ended up at the GF Strong Spinal Rehabilitation Center. It's an entire facility dedicated to spinal injuries. When I visited my sister there, we sat in the lunchroom and I met all kinds of people who'd recently found out they'd never walk again. Roofers, forestry workers, and someone who'd been involved in a gang shooting. Everyone was there learning how to live life differently than they had before. It's hard to believe, but it wasn't until Yasmin spoke to the doctors at GF Strong that she was given a proper diagnosis. There, they told her that she was paralyzed. They didn't sugarcoat anything, no hoping for miracles, no telling her to just hope to heal eventually, just the straight truth. She was now giving the diagnosis of quadriplegic. They told her that her C5 and C7 vertebrae had crushed her C6. The doctor said, in this life, you're going to be able to do a lot of things, but walking won't be one of them. Can you imagine hearing those words? I mean, I can't help but hear her story and think of how much I take for granted the ability to move my legs, dance, walk in the sand, wiggle my toes. You never know you need to appreciate something until it's gone. I'm sure when she was skiing that day back in Iran, she never considered that it could be her last time really using her legs. In that moment, when the doctor told her the diagnosis, Her whole world changed. She felt like her life was over. I mean, she'd always been so active, so fun. She had a future with her schooling. She was dating and, oh right, who would love her now? She figured, I guess this is where I give up on my dreams. To her, the wheelchair was going to get in the way of everything. Now that she was at Jeff Strong, she had the support that she'd been needing. She got a wheelchair that was properly fitted to her body, mentoring from others who'd been through the same thing, physiotherapy. They even went into her home to help make it as adaptive as possible with ramps and lifts and anything else she needed to help make her life easier. Then, about a month into the program, she met Terry. Terry was part of a peer counseling program. She had the same injury as Yasmin, but her accident had happened a couple of years earlier. She didn't wear hospital clothes. She dressed nicely. She drove what Yasmin described as a sexy two door BMW, which had her curious. You drive? Terry said, Oh, yes, I drive, I travel, I do everything the same, just differently. She had a career, she was an athlete, and she was engaged. She'd achieved everything she ever wanted in her life, like any other person, just not walking. After so much time spent in hospitals and doctor's appointments, specialists, etc., Yasmin had really started to feel like her whole life was going to be sad. She thought maybe she'd be living in a nursing home surrounded by doctors for the rest of her life, but this was the first glimmer of hope she'd had since her accident. She started to look at her life differently. What did she want for her life that she thought she'd have to give up on? Her schooling was so very important to her. So she decided, screw it, I'm going to go back to school. And eventually, she also felt like she was ready to enter the dating world. So get this, this badass woman signed up for Plenty of Fish. Do you remember that dating site? (laughs) Fun fact, I actually did the wedding for the creators of Plenty of Fish. So talk about another full circle moment, right? Well, right off the bat, she put a full circle. Body photo. She said she didn't want anyone who had an issue with her being in a wheelchair to waste her time. Now, I love this because, as someone who's done a lot of online dating, I'm so confused as to why people aren't real. You are who you are. Why not be bold about it to attract someone who'd like the real you? Like when my profile said I was into men with kids, and men would hit me up saying, I have kids, I just don't put them on my profile because lots of women don't like that. It made zero sense to me because. It's who you are and it's not going to change, so find someone who wants that. Why in the world did you waste your time talking to anyone who didn't like kids if you have them? It's kind of a non-negotiable. In other words, kudos to Yasmin for being bold and unapologetic about who she is. As I'm sure you can imagine, her time with online dating wasn't easy. People think they can say anything behind a keyboard. Things they'd never say in person. She told me that she got all kinds of weird questions, but the most popular one was... Can you still have sex? I love that. Like, bro, I'm not even sure I want to meet you for coffee yet. You're really skipping a few bases here. But I loved her response. In true Yasmin sassy fashion, she would say... I broke my neck, not my vagina. So yes, I can still have sex, but it's not gonna be with you. (laughs) Isn't that great? After going on so many terrible dates, she started to think she was a loser magnet. Then she landed on Rob's profile. She liked what he'd written, but she had no idea what he looked like because his profile picture was of three guys. And one looked like what she described as a creepy, ugly guy. So she swiped right and prayed that it wasn't that guy. They started talking over MSN. He told her that he was going to have to go away to Thailand for work, and she didn't believe him at all. She replied with, Sure, have fun in Thailand, with quotation marks. (laughs) I would do the exact same thing. Well, it turns out he wasn't full of shit at all. For his job, he does have to travel. I believe he's an engineer who repairs helicopters or something. So cool, right? Well, anyways, after he came back from Thailand, he asked her out on a date. And since she thought he was ugly... (laughs) She felt like he would think she was shallow if she said no. (laughs) So she agreed to lunch only. They met at Earl's for lunch and they hit it off so well. To her surprise, he looked far better than the creepy ugly guy or the terrible selfie. At one point on the date, Yasmin asked him, have you ever met anyone in a wheelchair before? And he said, no, but my grandpa was in one right before he died. And she said, oh, great. (laughs) The first time they hooked up, It was at her parents' place. Afterwards, Rob said that he was going to be leaving for six weeks for work again, and she thought, great, this is how he's letting me down easy. I'm never going to hear from this guy again. He got what he wanted, and now I'm never going to hear from him. She kept one eye on her phone for weeks with a little bit of hope, but after never hearing from him, she assumed that he'd forgotten about her or moved on, and she tried to be okay with it. Eventually, she realized, though, that she had almost no cell phone reception where she was living, so he'd been calling... But he just wasn't getting through. (laughs) Isn't that cute? So when he got back, they were going to meet up again. But Rob's roommate cautioned him before he left. He goes, are you sure you want to do this? And Rob asked, do what? And he said, get serious with a woman in a wheelchair. And Rob said, why does that matter? And he said, because your life is going to be different. There are going to be lots of things you're never going to be able to do. And Rob asked, what's something I won't be able to do? His friend thought for a little bit and said, I don't know, like, Dance? Rob laughed and said, Have you ever seen me dance? I'm terrible at it. In fact, it's probably best if I never do it again. Well, that date went fabulously, as did the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and four years later, Rob proposed. Looking back on when they met, he said to her, What really stood out to me was that despite having so much going against you, you never gave up. That wheelchair made you the strongest woman I've ever met. Can you see why this is my favorite love story? The same thing, the very same thing that gave one man a reason to vanish into thin air was the exact same reason someone else fell in love with him. We often pick ourselves apart, consider ourselves unlovable for even the silliest reasons. But somewhere, there's someone who will fall in love with you for who you are and what you represent. I heard a quote one time. It said, if you fall in love with a pretty face... The whole world will be full of better options. But if you fall in love with a soul, a beautiful soul, no one else will ever compare. It's been 12 years since I did hair and makeup for Yasmin's wedding. As a couple, they've been through so much, but they're still together. They went through two rounds of IVF treatments and had a beautiful son together. To me, they truly are the picture of what love looks like. Here, we're all about trying to find beauty in life's messiest moments, right? So in the name of Big Lash Energy, I dared to ask her, Yasemin, was there a blessing amidst your accident? Do you think maybe there's a reason for it all? Her answer hit me in the feels because I could totally relate. She said, I was so in love with the man I was with at the time, but he always made me feel like I wasn't enough. I was so apologetic for who I was. I don't think I would have ever left him, but through the accident, I saw his true colors. Most of all, I saw my own. I finally saw my own strength and I learned how much value I can bring to a relationship. Sure, there are things I can't do, but I'm a very loyal, supportive partner. After my accident, I asked myself, why would anybody even look at me? But I've learned that I have a lot to offer. Yes, woman, I agree. Honestly, she's being humble. She's incredibly intelligent. I know she wouldn't brag, so I'll do it for her. She has an undergrad in electrical engineering with a biomedical option and also has her master's in software systems. No big deal, right? On top of that, she's a fantastic mom. She's absolutely hilarious and a joy to be around. She's truly beautiful inside and out. Now, I'm sure you're wondering what happened to the douchebag villain from our story. The ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Well, he hit her up on Instagram 20 years later to make small talk. And when I tell you this man had the audacity, here's what he said. Your accident really affected me. Like, I tried pulling you out of that car and then I blamed myself for your injuries for the rest of my life. I've had to go to therapy and everything. So I just thought I'd hit you up and see if, I don't know, maybe you wanted the chance to apologize. To which Yasmin replied, if you want closure, you're not getting it here. My whole life was turned upside down that day and you left me. So fuck Fuck off." off. Isn't it wild how at the time of a breakup, you can think you lost something so special and then years later, you realize you were crying over nothing, literally nothing. The universe did you a gigantic favor. I like to call it spiritual housekeeping. I'll never know what it's like to go through what Yasmin went through, but I'm so thankful for her story, for who she is and what she represents. She's proof that with the right mindset, you can not only survive some of life's biggest struggles, but you can thrive despite them. I hope the next time someone points out something they see as a flaw in you, you take a mental note and say to yourself, that's exactly the thing the right person for me is going to love the most. So, today, before we say goodbye, I'd like to ask you to wiggle your toes, do a little spin, and give thanks for the ability to do so. Also, give yourself a little reminder that you are exactly who you're supposed to be, and the right person is going to come at exactly the right time. I hope you enjoy Valentine's Day, no matter what your relationship status, because love is a beautiful thing and it's worth celebrating, regardless of our relationship status. And hell, if you're lonely, hit me up. I'll be your Valentine. <laughs> Thanks again for pressing play. If you enjoyed this sappy love story and think you know someone else who might like it too, can you pretty please share it with them? I hear every time you do, a couple falls in love at the broccoli bin. (laughs) Go Cupid! Oh, and before we go, of course I have to thank Yasmin for letting us enjoy her story and for being such an inspiration. Now, please... Until we speak next week, go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass, big lash energy everywhere you go. Happy Valentine's Day. Europa and I met at a Halloween party. He was dressed as a tampon and I I was a slutty nurse. I had the little vinyl stirrups and everything. <laughs> Remember that, honey? We were so crazy back then. <laughs> Why well, always gotta bring up this slutty nurse? My God! You know you can lie sometimes, right? Like you don't always have to be so dang honest. Like the kids don't need to be picturing their grandma in vinyl in those high heels. Oh my God! They were so. You so hot. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. You know <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap. You <laughs>
2: baby, I'm going. Spend anything because you made me feel golden. A fresh golden. face, man. I can't wait to show it. Of course, you got the nice touch. Mix it with the rice. Right I know it's gonna be alright when you come through. Oh, girl, you like. like ya, you know that they try to, but they don't come close, that's why I'm yelling damn Jaina, uh. would you fit me?